Well, we're all on a journey. Do you know that? We're all, you know, if you're still alive, you can go somewhere. The only thing God can't, the only thing God can't do anything with, will be dead people. But we're all alive here tonight, are we? So in the book of Habakkuk, which is one of the Old Testament prophets, two of the Bibles, one here. You need to have Bulgarian Bibles, you and your mum, right? It talks about a vision. I'll just wait while he really finds it. Have a good two, verse two. Okay. One, one, five, one second. Danny, have you got it? Yeah. Now let Danny read it because Julie's struggling to find it. Have a good two, two. <laughs> Come on. Translator, translator, find the scripture. You got it. It's not a dream, it's an answer. Right, well, well, it says here in my Bible, it says this. It says, uh, um, it says, um, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, write down the vision. And make it plain on tables. That a herald may run with it. For the revelation waits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It'll certainly come and not delay. Now that word is, which is vision in my Bible or revelation, what does it say in your Bible? Vision. Write down the vision. Okay, well a vision is something you can see. It's something when you shut your eyes, you can see yourself going somewhere. You know, I close my eyes and I can see what's going to happen tomorrow morning. I'm planning to wake up next to my wife. In my nice comfortable bed. And my alarm clock goes off. Well, yeah, it goes off first, yeah. And then I climb out and have a shower. And I go downstairs. I get the fire going. Make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Read my Bible. Now, I know that is going to happen tomorrow morning. I can actually see myself doing that. And then, um, tomorrow morning, sometimes I drive Jilly. One thing I'll do, I'll drive my youngest daughter to school. And then I'll come back, I'll probably bring Milena a cup of tea. Uh, and this is all stuff I can see in my mind's eye. 
But that's only for the next say, 12 hours. But we can't have a vision for the for much further in the future than that. And what the Bible is telling us here is to actually write down your vision for your life. Okay, let's start with some of the, you know, um, older folks in the church. You might want to say, well, what do I, where do I want to be in five years' time? You know, I don't believe you have to die of your sicknesses and diseases. I believe it doesn't matter how old you are, you can use God's power and you can get healthier. Many people in the Bible were 80 years old and they were swinging swords around cutting people up. They were heading to battle, not to the doctors. So there's good examples in the Bible of people who are strong in their 80s and their 90s. There's a vision for somebody. Okay, but for us young folks, you know, you, your vision might be, hey, um, I, I want to get up to year 8 at school. Or I might want to go further like Danny did. Well you may say Craig I've dropped out of school already. I'm married I'm married John. I'm married John. No problems Joseph and Mary married John. Just about everyone in the Bible got married your age. <laughs> but then you've got a vision for the two of you. Who's married here? Let me see some married couples. No married couples. Let me see. You're married. Where's your wives? They should be in church. Okay? But you and your wife should have visions together. You know, you've only got half a brain in your marriage. What do you mean? In your marriage, there's only half a brain. Your other half of you here in this cover in this marriage is only half a brain because this half is here, the other half is in the cushti. And for those guys, it's quarter of a brain and three quarters in the house. And we need our wives. Our wives are more than just having babies. And you know, just don't bother with anything else. If you treat your wife like that, you really, you've got, your heart, your dick is, you're like having one leg. You know, most folks when they get married young, they live in the mum and dad's house. But you might want to have a vision and say, hey, we don't, we don't want to live in this house forever. We want to move out one day and get our own house. I don't want my mum telling my wife what to do all the time. I don't want to have to be under dad's roof all the time. I want my own roof. Who wants their own roof? Hallelujah. It's good to have your own roof.
move. It's scriptural. Yeah. Oh, because five with lace You might, you know, your head say, "Well, there's no way. How can I ever do that?" But if you start off by it starts off with a dream. You know, you might not be married yet. And you might want to get married. That's a very, everybody wants to get married. But you know, you might want to write down what you want. That means you want a one-legged wife. You want a one-eyed husband. <laughs> you know, if you don't know what you want, you'll just get any old thing. You know, it's good to be particular. You know, if you want a car, you want to know what sort of car you want. And God doesn't mind us being specific. And I'm really serious, I'm talking about getting a piece of paper. And write on it what you, what you believe in your heart, that you want God wants you to do. If you, if you can't write, draw some pictures. <laughs> Cut some pictures out of a magazine. But have something that is like between you and God. And you say, God, that's where I'm going in the future. You know, when I first... Um, when I, um, I was an engineering, oh, it's hard to describe, I was an engineer. And I used to work for other companies. Big, big building companies. And we used to use this piece of equipment on the building sites, it was very, very expensive. It was about 10,000 lever, this piece of equipment. And that was all the money I made in probably six months or a year. It was a huge... But you know, I, I, had, I, I wanted one of my own. Because I wanted my own business. And I didn't know any other engineers that had all these pieces of equipment. But I had a big, I, in my office at work, I had a big poster on the wall. Big shiny yellow one. Yeah, a poster, a piece of paper, you know? You know, worth 10 to 15 stinky. A photograph. And I used to speak to that photograph. I'd say, one day I'll own one of you. And I had an unbelieving guy that used to work with me. And he heard me say that. And you know, within a few years, I owned two of those. And my friend said to me, I remember when you spoke to that. And you know, he thought I was a bit like that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, give, some, give your angel something to work on. Give, your, give God something to work with. 
Because if you expect nothing, you will get nothing. And you will get exactly what you believe in God for. Which is nothing. So, what we're talking about here is a little bit of the Majli Rabbita when you get home. A little piece of paper that you keep somewhere safe. You don't run around the village and say, hey, look what I believe in God for. I believe in God for more than you are. No, 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 that's not it at all. This is a secret between you and the Lord. If you're married, it's something you need to agree on. You know, you can't want to live here in the Caribbean. <laughs> and your wife want to live in America. You know, you need to live in the same place. And so you've got to have some agreements. But if you're single, it's just between you and the Lord. But let's read what it says again. This is, this is God speaking to us. It says here, The Lord replied, Write down the revelation. Make it plain on tables that the herald may run with it. For the revelation waits an appointed time. It speaks to the end and will not, will not prove false. Though we linger away for it, it will certainly come and will not delay. Now I'm going to give you a verse of scripture in the New Testament now that says something similar. And Julie should be able to find this a lot quicker, which is in Mark 11, chapter 24, verse 24. And once you have got your piece of paper and you've written down what you want from it, you know, since I've been in Bulgaria, I've had several of these lists of things that I'm believing God for. And I must admit, preaching this message, I'm preaching it to myself, because I'm going to go home and do read it, read it my list. But my last list had a minibus on it and a new, uh, and a new car. And I, had that, I drove a minibus in here today. And this year God gave us a new car as well. And I, I know were just given to us. And uh, now, I'm just saying, is it, it does take some time. I drove that old car around for ages and ages. I ripped wheels off it around these roads. And, uh, and I, no car should, you know, I, I drove it to places where nobody drives their cars. I built churches with that car. I just uh, one day I was hauling so much weight in my trailer that the wheels fell off my trailer. <laughs> but praise God, God, 
gave us a new vehicle. And, so, and sometimes it seemed to take a long time. But can I just say that believing God costs nothing? It just means God, I trust you, I believe that you still lie when you wrote the Bible. And if it takes, uh, if it takes 10 years, well, you got it in 10 years. 10 years is going to go anyway. So you can either have 10 years believing God and receive something, or you can have 10 years of groaning and moaning and complaining and be exactly the same state. So I'm saying is, you know, why, why not us guys in this room have great visions. And we can get out of this village. <laughs> if you want. We can be something. We can go somewhere. I often say that our lives don't, be have, don't have to be like our parents' lives. One of the reasons is not because we want to be rude to our parents. Is that, but when we became Christians, we got a new parent. And his name is El Shaddai, or Jehovah God. Almighty God. And he is... He's out there. He, 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 there's streets paved with gold where he lives. There's no sickness, there's no disease. He knows no limits. And so your heart, you can, your vision could rise up as high as his. So why don't you work together on a vision for your life, you and God? And let your imagination run. And then believe God that He can do it. You know, last time I told you about this young guy in the Bible called David. He started life as a shepherd. His family was the poorest family in Israel. That's what he said. I mean, really, what he was saying, he was probably, you know, he lived in the Makali like this. He was nobody. People disrespected him. You know, when Samuel came to David the house to pray for the sons of Jesse, David wasn't even there. And yet, God saw what David was doing. God saw David's vision. And God raised David up to be king of Israel. The Bible says God can take people from the lowest position in society and make them sit up with kings. So please don't be going around going, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm a Romy and I'm living Malcanarian. I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any tarmac on my roads and... 
Единственото, което това прави е да въдържи, да тъпчете на едно място, да държи в състой. Може би навънка не те обожават заради цвета на кожата или заради происхода. Обаче отвътре, като почнете да осъзнавате, че вие сте възможности, че да обича толкова, колкото обича Исус, аз няма да се огорча. Because I'm going somewhere. I've got a vision. And God's for me and not against me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Here in this verse, I'm finishing on this verse, Mark 11:24 says this. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So you take you this is how it works, so I'm just going to go through it again. You get away from the television set somewhere. If your husband and wife just go away somewhere, quiet. And say, what are we believing God for? If you're on your own, you ask yourself what you believe in God for. And we all talk to ourselves. <laughs> then you write it down or draw it out. And then you hold it out to God and say, God, I pray this vision. I, will, I ask that you'll cause me to have this sort of job. And you'll lead me in this particular way. And then you believe that you received it. You thank God for it. You see yourself with it. You praise God for it. And with that poster I had on the wall when I was an engineer, I used to, I used to look at that poster and think, hey, one day I'll, I'll have that machine, I'll physically touch that machine. I'll use that machine, I'll make money with that machine. I'll provide income for my family with that machine. And I remember the day when the machine arrived in a big, big cardboard box. Pulled all the stuff out of it. And I, there it was, I was physically touching it. But that's how it came to me. You know, that's what we use, how we can use our faith. And God delights to do these things for us. But we need to believe Him. We're believing God for a new church facility here. I'm believing God for about five church facilities. And each one of them, I can see them. I believe in them, I see them in my mind. And I'm building my faith. And it won't be a short time before they're all built and I'll be looking for something else to believe God for. I've already got in virtue all the money for the Sedanian building. So who, who says faith doesn't work? It works. 
The devil will try and discourage you. And one of the things you mustn't do is speak against your vision. This, I will never make it, I'll always be poor, I'm just a loser. Is that actually talking the devil's language? You don't want to be around people like that. You know, I don't want to be around people that tell me I'm not going to make it and I'm going to lose and all my money's going to run out. But do you know what I say to those sort of people? Division <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone, I'm out of here. Oh, as quickly as I can, I will leave your house. I'll try and be polite to you, but I'll be gone quickly. I surround myself with people who believe like I believe. So let's just pray now. And Father, I, I, I receive your blessing on all of us tonight. On our minds, that we may dream your dreams, and we may release your power on this earth through us, and we may achieve great things in our lives, and we will give you all the glory, and we will boast and brag on you, because you're a good God, and you delight to give your children good things. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Не гледайте всеки само за своето. Бог обаче, който е богат с милост, поради голямата любов, с която ни възлюби, даже когато бяхме мъртви поради престъпленията си, съживи ни заедно с Христа, по благодатите спасени. Който е богат смелост поради голямата си любов, с която ни възлюби. Голямата, ни, голямата си любов. Ще обгърнем сега на Йоан 16 глава. 
17 глава. Аз тях и ти в мене, за да бъдат съвършени в единство, за да познае светът, че ти си ме изпратил и си възлюбил тях, както си възлюбил и мене. До толкова не е възлюбил, колкото е възлюбил и самия си син. Собственият си син, единствения си син, така ни обича всеки един от нас, като че ли сме му единственото чадо. Като че ли както родител обича единственото си дете, така ни обича и нас. Ще гърна последно в Римляни 8 глава, където се казва... Ако Бог е от към нас, кой ще бъде против нас? Онзи, който не пожали своя син, но го предаде за всички нас, как няма да ни подари заедно с него и всичко? И отдолу се казва, не във всичко това ставаме повече от победители чрез този, който ни е възлюбил. Понеже съм уверен, че нито смърт, нито живот, нито ангели, нито властни, нито настоящето, нито бъдещето, нито сили, нито височина, нито дълбочина, нито кое да е било друго създание, може да ни отлъчи от Божията любов, която в Христос, Христа Исус е нашия Господ. Искам да ви кажа на всички и да ви уверя в това, до каква степен Бог ви обича, защото много често ние може да се почувстваме грешни пред Него, може да се почувстваме а, нечисти пред Него, може да чувстваме, че нашите мисли не са достойни, че, че ние не сме достойни да искаме от Него нещо. Обаче вие трябва да знаете, че Той знае точно каква е човешката натура. Той знае точно какви сте и Той ви обича безкрайно много, точно такива каквито сте. Точно в такова състояние, в което се намирате в момента. Той толкова много те обича. Не мога, не може, ние не може в, в едно от посланията Павел се моли да, да прозреем малко от Божията любов, която, която Той изпитва към нас. Той иска да ти даде абсолютно всичко. Иска да те води за ръката. Всяка една твоя, всяка една твоя стъпка да води, да просто да ти даде каквото поискаш от Него. Без значение. Без значение. Нищо няма значение. Той пак иска да ти дава. Няма значение дали си тотално свят и свещен. Няма значение дали, дали всеки се опитва да изчисти грех от живота си. Всеки се опитва да... да... И, има способността, но той процес леко по лека става. Няма значение докъде се стигна в този процес. Той пак те обича. И пак иска да ти даде. И пак иска да ти снабдява. Затова прати Исус. Затова го прати на кръста. За да може... Тотално да е изкупена жертвата, за да може ние да имаме а, излъз към всяко едно добро, 
за да можем ние да бъдем богати, за да можем ние да бъдем здрави, за да можем ние да бъдем преуспешни във всяко едно нещо, да имаме победители, за да може той да ни подкрепи във всяко едно нещо. Но последно нещо ще пуска. Аз от Деви казах, че последно не се сетих още едно нещо. В псалмите. Точно 30-37 псалом. и трети стих се казва така. Стъпките на човека се оправят от Господа и неговото благоволение върху пътя му. В английския превод се казва, че Бог ни държи за ръката. В моя превод се казва, че Бог ни държи за ръката и дори да се спънеш, никога няма да паднеш. И аз го прочетах това наскоро и просто изплува в съзнанието ми една картина на татко, на баща, който води малкото си детенци и всеки път то, като се прегъни, като препадне, още не се е научил да върви както трябва, веднага го дига. И дори малко да се подхлъзни, дори детето да си помисли, че вече пада и вече е падно, вече ще очаква удар, веднага го дига баща му, веднага го е хванал за ръката. Не може то да падне. Може да се спъни, детенце е не може да падне, защото бащата го държи. Така че смело искайте от Господа. Той ви обича и иска да ви даде всичко.